On today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, we'll be bringing in Nick Fairbanks for an edition of Fairbanks Friday discussing the 3-2 victory for the Florida Panthers over the Detroit Red Wings. The Florida Panthers were up as much as 3-1 to one on Friday night, but didn't make it easy at, at the end. But the Florida Panthers did go perfect on the PK and on the power play, and Sergei Bobrovsky was outstanding for the Panthers. We're going to discuss that more on today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Saturday, January 7th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Ramondo Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at Monoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects with Heidi Kalakash. And don't forget to also send in your screenshot of your subscription to the Locked On Florida Panthers YouTube page and your five-star rating to the Locked On Florida Panthers Twitter page at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Or email it to LockedOnFLAPanthers at gmail.com for your chance to win two free tickets to the Florida Panthers versus Vancouver Canucks game on January 14th. So, Cats fans, it's a special Saturday edition of the show. As we as promised, we were going to do an episode on Friday night. And the Florida Panthers came out with, with, with a dub, uh, really, after allowing the Detroit Red Wings to score 64 seconds into the game off a deflection uh, right in front of the net. Sergey Bobrovsky was just incredible the rest of the way. The Panthers scored three unanswered goals, a, a really tough road game for, for, for them. And special teams was the, just the, the story of this game going perfect on the PK and, and going perfect on the power play going two for two as well. And then Sergey Bobrovsky, just incredible facing 31 shots, saving 29 of them. And it's a special Friday night edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast where it's by a technicality, it is still technically a Fairbanks Friday edition of the show. So I'm I'm very thankful to be welcoming in Nick Fairbanks uh, in his usual Friday slot, even though this is going to be released on a Saturday. So Nick, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me back. And uh, we should call this uh, episode the retro uh, episode just because this is completely unplanned as far as the jerseys that we're currently wearing. But, um, you know, I appreciate you, um, you know, having me on for this post-game show. Yeah, and like like Nick said, this is totally unplanned. Um, just uh, while I was down in South Florida, I had an opportunity to, uh, to purchase a reverse retro uh, jersey. Uh, and right, and even it's even better in person and just had to get one. And of course uh, I saw, saw you wear the old, old reverse retro from two years ago. And 
had an opportunity to uh when we went to the game against the Pittsburgh Penguins on opening night two two seasons ago uh when you wear it uh you can't really if you're watching this on YouTube you can't really see it on the camera but it uh he ha- he does have it customized with Fairbanks and number 96 uh representing uh the the 96 season uh for for the Panthers but let's just get right into this game uh Nick and really so for the first like 15 minutes of, of of this game really the the Detroit Red Wings were really take taking away uh all the shooting lanes all and and the neutral zone for the, for the Panthers even though they the Panthers were able to get a goal like like just a few minutes after the Detroit Red Wings got on the board 64 seconds in and man Two games in a row that we're talking about that fourth line for for the Panthers, mm-hmm. an incredible four-checking line. Eric Stahl, 13 points in the last 17 games. And listen, I don't mind beating the dead horse on 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 that fourth line and 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 how much they they've been grinding. And Eric Stahl getting off to, of course, a a, a poor start, but it's understandable with him not playing a full season, but now he's getting his groove in and, and having two explosive speedsters on, on his line as well. Uh, it, it's really, it's really encouraging to see. It definitely is. And um, you know, you can definitely tell that this fourth line is re-energized. I mean, the addition of Giovanni Smith, um, you know, a hardworking physical player that, you know, he had a homecoming, you know, here in Detroit. So it was actually good to see him get on the score sheet. Now, he was the main reason why the goal was scored um, outside of the awesome shot by uh, Bobby Orsling that we like to call him, uh, Gustav Orsling. Um, but he's the one that I was actually able to take the puck away uh, against Sunquist uh, in the neutral zone, uh, pl- you know, having a physical play, taking it away and dumping it down, allowing Stahl to actually retrieve it b- behind the net and then feeding uh, Orsling uh, at the top for a goal. So um, fourth line really came to play, set the tone, got the team going. And then after that, um, it was really a five on five battle and then special teams took over. Um, so, uh, very happy to see that Florida came out on top with this one. Uh, we can't usually say that, um, you know, as far as the special teams go this season, uh, that they win it, but they win it in a big game, a four point swing. Yeah. And, and puck management was a little bit of an issue for the Panthers as well. And, and it's crazy to think that after that, that first period was a, a clean period via when it came to penalties by both teams they were letting them play Lundell got hit twice in the same shift uh one yeah. by Fabry in in, in the Drew zone um that went a little up high that mm-hmm. uh that I wasn't very pleased about that one not not uh being uh being called right in the right in the middle right in the middle of the ice for for really everyone to see but r- really uh I, I just really from the the last five minutes of the of the first period to the midway point of the, of the second period, the Panthers really started to tilt the ice there. They were getting in, in the, in the shooting lanes of the Detroit Red Wings, even though, um, even though they did go to the box a few times, Mark Stahl a little bit uh, ambitious with it, with his stick there. And, but, <laughs> but an unsung hero in this game, unsung hero let's is Etulu Steranen in, in, mm-hmm. in this one it is, the when Radko Gudis finished his check at Etulusteranen uh went on the rush and um and and got an opportunity right before they eventually did blow the whistle dead 
for that penalty. And Etulus Thuranen also got a rebound opportunity off a Sam Bennett backhand uh, shot on Vili Husso. Big juicy rebound, and Etulus Thuranen was right there for a second chance opportunity. And then that big block at the end uh, mm-hmm. um, on went on the six on four as well. So Etulus Thuranen, even though he wasn't a star of the game, uh, d- didn't get a. I don't. I don't. I don't believe he got a point in this one either. Uh, gonna double check that right now. Did not. No, no points for so. Etulus Thuranen, unsung hero for the Panthers in this one. So what can you say about E2D2 this season that he's done wrong? I believe that he's coming into the season done everything just about right. Uh, you know, he's, you know, been on the second line. He's moved on the third line. Like he's been, played in every possible situation this year and has, you know, proven to be a stable forward in the top nine for the Florida Panthers this season. So um, I think you put it nicely today in the chat that, you know, thank you, Dale Talon for E2 Lorstrainen, because uh, he was definitely the, probably the best uh, pickup or at least the best player acquired in the Vincent Trocheck uh, trade to the Carolina Hurricanes. But, um, you know, go, getting back to the game saving, or I shouldn't say game saving, but it's just, he blocked the last shot of the game that, you know, really put the game on ice. And we don't really see that a lot from this Panthers team. Um, they just like to get inside of lanes and hopefully Bob can see it. And I'm going to go into a little bit uh, about that later, but um you know, just laying out the body and really putting himself in a position to actually, you know, sacrifice himself for the team and for the win. And right before recording, I decided to press pause on that last uh, to um, the Lusteranen block. And if mm-hmm. there was, and if Lusteranen did not block that shot, there was going to be someone right on the blue paint, ready to tip that puck in and create some traffic. And there was no other Florida Panthers player. That was there to to block uh that that shot other than Etu and he lost his stick. The Florida Panthers were also losing um lost the faceoff battle pretty badly in this oh, one. Man, so yeah. when when um uh, when when the Panthers were pinned in their own zone on the six on four needed needed a a, a faceoff to clear the zone. Barkov had an opportunity to clear the zone, but Heronic was like right there to just just keep it in. And man. Etu Etu finishing that off uh, just to just to uh, just to seal seal the, this game, and but the the real story of of this game is special teams and goaltending, and that's something that we are going to discuss in the second segment here on this special Saturday slash Friday night edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. We are going to discuss that next with myself and Nick Fairbanks. But first, we're going to tell you all about Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want to all the fat and calories, then you got to try Built Bar. We, we just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me where you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise the taste, then man, I got just the thing for you. You've got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're delicious, so you won't think so you won't think they're bad for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bar so good? For starters, they're covering 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come unbelie- in unbelievably flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. Not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And that's and what's even better is that they're healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. 
and you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk into the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puff. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. Back on this second segment here on this special Friday night slash Saturday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Still technically a Fairbanks Friday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. And Nick, the story of this game. You know, tied 1-1. And listen, before... and. We had a little bit of a gap between when the final buzzer went went off and us recording, and I decided to count the last 10 games prior to Friday's game of the Panthers going perfect on the power play and the amount of times they've given up at least one power play goal in the last 10 games. Six out of the last 10 games, the Florida Panthers have at least allowed one power play goal, and it felt, at the, it felt that... I just wanted to look that up real quick because it just felt like every single game, the Florida Panthers were at least giving up one on, on the power play. And it's it's been frustrating as of late. And Paul Maurice even spoke about how the, the PK was, was, was one thing that he was concerned about, not the power play. And he, he's proven to be right. Two for two on the power play. Um, and, and, and uh, five for five on the PK, and at times uh, as well, they they also had a op- uh, an opportunity where they killed a power play via via a pen- um, Detroit committing their own penalty on the interference uh, on on Sam Bennett right in the middle of the neutral zone as well. Mm-hmm. So they they killed their own momentum as well. And Aaron Eckblad uh, is multi 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 goal game multi power play goal game as well for the first time in like over a year i I believe it's been (laughs) since 2021 so we're in 2023 Mm -hmm. now so it just goes to goes to show how big of a gap it's been for aaron ekblad and you know i know power play goals aren't the end-all be-all for defensemen but just a very encouraging game by aaron ekblad via offensively despite getting in a little bit of penalty trouble in the third period Definitely. And I think that's the biggest thing is that lately the Panthers have been shooting themselves in the foot, killing their own momentum, or at least putting a lot of stress on uh, the roster by taking penalties, taking undisciplined penalties. Ekblad took two this game that were kind of infuriating to, uh, you know, to say the least. I mean, especially that last one that he took where he cross-checked uh, Larkin in the back. Um, there was no need for that. I, I understand wanting to play physical and let your uh, presence be felt, but there's no need to, put your team in a position like that. Um, you know, some will say Larkin possibly flopped on that, maybe. Um, I don't think so. No, have, have you ever been hit with a stick across your you know, your shoulder blades? Yeah, it hurts. So um, it's just, there's no reason for him to do that. But at the same time, you know, maybe he's starting to round out a little bit. You know, he did score the two power play goals. He's looked better the last couple games. Um, I know that I had basically written him off this season because of either his injuries or he just didn't look the same. So hopefully he's turning a quarter, and that means that this Florida Panthers team can turn the corner with him as well. Um, 
But as far as that first power play goal, all Alexander Barkov. You know, he was able to retrieve the puck, uh, take it across the blue line, and then he shovels it over to Chuck, who knocks it out of midair down the boards, which is an amazing play in itself. And that caused the Red Wings to collapse on Barkov. And I think it was Reinhardt right in front to let Ekblad walk in for an easy goal. So um, hats off to the captain for really uh, pulling that together. Um, and that's what the Panthers need. They need their best players to be the best and also draw that attention so that it allows other players to actually step up and, um, you know, put the puck in the back of the net. And you said it best. Uh, every, all eyes were on Barkov, puck watching, and then credit to Aaron Ekblad as well, um, trailing on the play and and able to just creep up uh, while while all eyes were just on Alexander Barkov. Bar- the, and Barkov – uh, 39 points in 36 games coming into Friday night's game against the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, like the stats of Florida Panthers players against the Detroit Red Wings is some of them are outstanding Um, with the, like I mentioned, 39 points in 36 games, just add two more for Alexander Barkov, both primary assists too. And then yep. the second one with, uh with uh, Ekblad on the rebound, uh, Dylan Larkin was caught napping just a little bit yes he on, was on that one where <laughs> where uh Ekblad got the re- uh, got the rebound on that one and speaking of performances against the Detroit Red Wings coming into tonight combined with his time as a Florida Panther and his time as a Columbus Blue Jacket Sergey Bobrovsky 22 wins against the against now 23 against yep. the Detroit Red Wings and two of the biggest saves that he had where the, def- the defense was creeping up a little bit off the blue line, and it caused Adam Ernie to go on a one-on-zero. Um, yeah, all by I, himself. I, I, I <laughs> that one play, I don't know what happened there. I mean, like I made the uh, the point that you know we don't have Pavel Burry on the ice anymore because that's the only guy that can probably do that. But I don't know how Ernie got that open during that play. But uh, sorry, I cut you off there. Oh no worries. Um, yeah, but one of the biggest saves um, that that. Sergey Bobrovsky had on, on the night, and then the other one was Dylan Larkin, like who was right on the on on the doorstep. I, I believe it was rebound opportunity, and then you see you see Bob with the glove, and then and then um, as Randy Moeller uh, put put it best on the broadcast, just a little mustard on, on it. And <laughs> David Dork, uh, David Dork of Local Ten tweeted um, how Bob's performed in his last uh, last ten starts. I mean the record. Which again, goalie wins are are not necessarily stats. Four six and zero for Sergey Bobrovsky, but his save percentage nine ten in, in in that stretch. Twenty nine saves out of, out of thirty one. Uh, not going to do math in my head, but that's that's over nine ten for 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 the night. Trust me when trust me when I tell you uh, that 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 uh, that uh, save percentage is over that. So just continuing and and listen. Uh, we haven't really said this much this season, but he earned his he earned his ten million tonight, and twelve million dollars in salary this year. Yeah, so that man is making some serious money. Um, no, uh, the the Detroit broadcast is the one that I watched this evening, and they were fawning over Barkoff tonight, saying that that is a major player, like top. They said top three in the league, and you know when they scored the power play goal, where all the eyes were on him. Uh, Mickey Redman, who's actually become one of my favorite uh, commentators or at least analysts, um, it was just fawning over him on that play. But uh, then you have Bob, you know, stopping Ernie on that ridiculous breakaway. I mean, that's a peewee breakaway, in my opinion, or beer league uh, breakaway. And then you have the Statue of Liberty uh, save on Dylan Larkin um, that Red Wings fans should know about because Patrick Waugh tried that one time. 
it didn't work out very well from the puck ended up in the back of the net. But um, Bob, in his career, as you were saying, got his 23rd win. He has a win streak of, let me see here. I think the Panthers in general as a team, they have. Uh, he eight, is 12 you know, and yeah, he's 12 against. and one in his last 13. Um, and he had a 935 save percentage tonight. So he really kept the team in, in it tonight. And the major reason being is that the Panthers were outshot. They were out chance. They, I won't say they were out physical because it was a nice grind game. Both teams were yes. going back at it. It's just that Detroit ended up getting the better of the chances, but Bob saved the ones that he needed to tonight, which allowed Florida to actually take advantage on the power play and uh, take the W in this one. Yeah. And also credit to the pan. Um, we, we spoke about the Panthers blue liners on the offensive end. We also got to give them credit on the defensive end as well, because as far as shot attempts, uh, I have I have a uh, right here 47 to 32 at five on five shot attempts, but but the Panthers uh, 16 blocks to uh, to uh, Detroit seven and even and even in the third period the the ice was tilted to Detroit um, especially mm-hmm. in the last three minutes where they really got that goal on on the on on the six on 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 six on five. Um, with with about three minutes left and man um uh, we spoke about earlier earlier in 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 segment number one about at to lose and that that was and that was on the six on four with with mm-hmm. Aaron Ekblad going to the box so it it, it wasn't it was it was it definitely was not <laughs> it, it it uh it definitely wasn't easy it definitely uh what what looked at th- at three to one at the time is like okay Panthers are gonna have this four point swing of especially with Detroit having three games in hand on, on the, on the, on the, on the Panthers. Also Buffalo has games in hand with, with the Panthers and the Sabres being, being tied in points as well. So mm-hmm. didn't make it easy. It, it was a, once that final buzzer uh, went off, did you see, did you see Sergey Bobrovsky? Like he had like the Linus Allmark, Jeremy Swayman kind of like yes. hand raise uh, for, for after that win, you never see that out of Bob. No, he's very, uh, I, I don't want to say he's like Spencer Knight, like where his emotions are very, you know, inside or he doesn't show it a lot, but he deserved it this game. I think he was very proud of not only his performance, but what the team was able to do in front of him to secure the win. Um, because how many times have we seen this, not with just this Panthers team this season, but in previous seasons where they would have a lead three minutes to go and they would lose it and then they would eventually lose an overtime or a shootout. So it's good that they were able to, you know, uh, buckle down and actually get this win, but that Bob was such a huge part of it. And, you know, he was basically their best penalty killer, if you want to call it, or he was their best player in the last, uh, you know, 15 minutes of the third period. So, um, you know, not often that you see that the Panthers are out chance five on five, but, you know, sometimes, you know, you have things that do opposite. So five on five wasn't there. Okay, we'll just flip it on you and the power play is going to click. Hey, some hockey, hockey is uh hockey is strange like that at times where, oh, yeah, you know, you know that your 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 five on five numbers for at least the majority of the season have been there and special teams have been up and down. And then mm-hmm. a game like this, that's where that's where it's completely uh flipped on flipped on its head and it's a it's a great win for the panthers um like we talked about like we talked about 
four-point swing, and they win the season series against the Detroit Red Wings with one matchup to go. And uh, correct, I, I hope uh, I hope the Fairbanks household for for you personally is uh, is, I, I hope you're I hope you're able to sleep well and that there's no uh, stress for for the uh, the Red Wings fan that you have in your life. Uh, she's doing just fine. She's a little under the weather right now, but um, she's okay. Um, I think after we scored the third goal, uh, she kind of knew you know her fate. Uh, but then Fabry scored. I'm like, I know my team too. And uh, this is not looking too good. So there's a little bit of, you know, I was maybe sitting on one butt cheek until the uh, end of this game. But, um, you know, I'm just glad Florida was able to pull it out. Um, it was a much more entertaining or much uh, closer matched game than the first game in Sunrise, uh, maybe a month ago. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, we're also, and this will be a good time to transition to segment number three where we're going to kind of look ahead and kind of uh, update on some of the scores around the National Hockey League on on, on this Friday night. And we're going to discuss that next here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about BetOnline. And BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football, college bowl season, to basketball and hockey. We've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at betonline as well. You've got the latest and fastest and easiest way to get all your betting info. Head to the website today, use mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. Third and final segment on this Saturday, January 7th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. It is a technic technically a Fairbanks Friday edition of the show as we are recording on a Friday night after the Florida Panthers defeat the Detroit Red Wings by a final score of three to two at Little Caesars Arena, a grinded out type of win for the Panthers as Detroit cut it close. And Nick, I'm checking scores right now. And one of the teams that are ahead of the Panthers, the New York Islanders are on a West Coast trip right now, and they're currently losing Three to one against the Calgary Flames at, at the Saddle Dome, and bi- that that it just goes to show how big the, this win is for the Panthers. By the by, the end of tonight, we we could see still six six points out of the last wild card spot. I spoke about on uh, on yesterday's show about the lottery odds as well for for the Panthers pick to Montreal. Uh, starting on on Friday morning at five percent, and the that between the four teams separating that that the chances going from five percent to two point five percent. So not only is there an incentive to win to try to get to the playoffs, but an incentive to win to lower those lottery odds for Montreal to not get up there in the lottery. But man, uh, it. it with getting getting some help and hey six out of eight points is needed for this to be a successful road trip they got two tonight my friend they did and you know they still have what vegas golden knights they have the colorado avalanche and uh who's the other team they still have dallas on Sunday, 3 30 oh yeah um so it it tells me that this game in Detroit is something that they really needed, not only for the standings, but maybe for the morale that saying that, hey, they can close the door and they can uh, shut down and win a game. Now they have to go into Dallas and do the same thing. Hopefully uh, Jason Robertson is uh, not as hot or uh, Joel Pavelski, who just is fresh off of signing a year contract extension. Um, 
and then uh, their goaltender, I, I keep forgetting his name. <laughs> Jake Ottinger. Um, Jake Ottinger, sorry. I just, his contract status and Spencer Knight messed me up early in the uh, off season. Um, hopefully they're a little bit off their game and uh, Florida can, uh, you know, play their grind game and uh, wear them down and win a close game again. Um, so as I stated earlier, I was watching the Detroit uh, feed and they were talking about Florida's chances to win the playoffs and, you know, as I mentioned, Ricky, uh, Mickey Redmond and mentioned that he thinks Florida is going to be the team to look after in the second half because he says that they've played as well as they could, um, you know, with their record outstanding, um, that their record doesn't you know, really reflect how they played and that that their luck is going to change in the second half and that Detroit has a lot to learn and also to try and catch up to them. But, but now that they've got this win in their pocket, they have three teams to get over to get into a playoff spot. So you have Buffalo, as you were saying, is tied with them in points, but has four games in hand. Then you have Pittsburgh, who's four points ahead and two games in hand. Then you have the New York Islanders that have 46 points who are currently losing right now uh, that are going to be having a game. Actually, Florida's going to have a game in hand on them once that game goes final. So um, maybe it might be easier to catch the Islanders, but at the same time, um, you just got to win games. You got to stop letting games get out of hand. And, you know, we talked about this on other episodes, like the Oilers game that they let go um, and a few others that they kind of, yeah, St. Louis, those games that they should have had that, you know, they might be in a playoff spot now if they, you know, would have put those games away. Yeah. And uh, this, this game of the, of the road trip was this first game of the road trip was really the only four point swing of the road trip being that the next three are Western conference teams and and one of those teams for for the Panthers is one that you're going to face in like a week, a, a matinee game on Martin Luther King Day against the Buffalo Sabres um, there. So mm-hmm. that just I'm just I know I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but uh, that that's another another one uh, because it's going to it's eight, eight, eight road game, excuse me, uh, six road games in, in the in the next seven and and right back at home for one out for three more then then back at home for one and then two and one of them is pittsburgh as well in that which you lost the the first one where special teams was disastrous in that game against the mm-hmm. against the pittsburgh penguins just a, a few weeks ago too and and this was the this was the the month where paul maurice was discussing that this is the this is the month where it's likely going to be the most difficult and listen they're they're gonna they're gonna get all their most of their Western Conference games out of the way once this road trip is over. I be, I believe the only Western Conference games they have left is on the road against St. Louis. They haven't been to Minnesota yet. Um, that that's really the only real Western Conference teams that they re, they haven't gone to Nashville yet. Neither. Those are really the only. Yeah, that's West- not Western. Yeah, <laughs> ba- barely Western. But <laughs> outside of that, that they, they this is. Every game outside of this is really that's really that's really what's gonna de- uh, determine the, the season for the Panthers, and really that that's really where you're gonna see the the big swings. But you spoke about Jason Robertson, fifty five points in 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 forty games for mm-hmm. for for the Stars. Joe Pavelski, thirty eight years old, uh, signed Just like you said, one year extension, still going. Rope hints on that on that top line as well. Jake Oninger, Miller Haskinen as well. Yep. Now their number one defenseman. Now that John Klimberg has moved on to Anaheim as well. So, it, I mean, and Jamie Ben is is performing, uh, 
per- performing better, even though he he's had his own fair share of injury history as, as well for, for the stars as well. So just their veterans along with, um, along with embracing the youth movement as well in, in, in Dallas as well. And to think that Jason Robertson wasn't on that Stanley cup final team just a few years ago. So just, yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's gonna be a tough environment, a matinee game. Um, I'm going to assume I'm going to I'm going to assume that Spencer will be between the pipes um, as this is an early game for for the Panthers. Um, who, who who knows? It's hard to predict uh, goalies of who starts, but uh, but it, it's a uh, it's going to be it's going to be tough these next few. I know I know I know Colorado is is banged up as can be no Landis God, no McKinnon as well. And uh, and Vegas has just been they've they've come back after after an injury old season last year so it doesn't get easier from here no and um i would like florida to go into dallas and give them the treatment that dallas gave florida earlier this season because i think that was the game that i ended up uh, i think i went to and uh i think tyler sagan hadn't scored like all season and sure enough i think he potted two goals uh in that game but um yeah they they went up four nothing and then Florida tried to come back and it just was, it was too little too late. So I would like Florida to actually go out there and actually play their solid game and actually uh, take a W out of uh, big D out there. Um, and then, you know, you, you were talking about the games in the future where you have Buffalo and then you go, where, where was it? They were going right after that. I think um, they have a back-to-back against Paul um, Buffalo and Toronto. Um, yeah. That <laughs> you got to give three out of four points. At least you get, I mean, with the way that their record is right now, you got to get three out of four, um, preferably a win against uh, Buffalo, uh, just so that you can get some separation there um, if it's possible. And then at least taking one point away from uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs who are just, it doesn't seem like after the start of the season that anybody can stop them right now. They're just, they're on a tear. Mm -hmm. And we, we spoke about you spoke about how the Florida Panthers went up four nothing against the excuse me the Dallas Stars went for up four nothing against the Florida Panthers in that first period the Florida Panthers even outshot the Stars forty four to twenty nine in that like you said too little too late and Florida has been part of two games where where uh, goaltenders have been have gotten have gotten hurt uh, for Western Conference teams. I mean, Scott yep. Wedgwood in that one had to be stretchered off. Uh, I believe I believe it was after a goal, if I'm not mistaken. And then their road game against the Vancouver Canucks, Thatcher Demko had yeah. to come out a- after that one. So just some strange uh, Panthers games against Western Conference teams uh, th- this season. I, I-, I believe uh, Wedgwood is still out. I mean, that dude had to be stretched. I- stretcher at all. I still don't know what happened on that play. I just know that he, I think he actually made the stop because it was a, it was an awesome play. I don't know if it was for Hagee or not, but I know he went to the backhand or maybe it was Reinhardt went to the backhand and he stopped both of them. I believe it was a groin if I'm not mistaken. Um, it, I, it, it's, it's, it's been a while. That was the, that was, that was the first game where Barkov had his non COVID illness and then he returned yes. the next. And then very the very next week he uh he got sick for a whole week and of course we figured out what that was it was a uh, pneumonia according to yeah. Markov's dad so that was the beginning of kind of everything going down for the Florida Panthers season really at that time but hey uh yeah they're getting healthy I mean they're getting healthy right now at the right time and you know if this is gonna be the toughest stretch of their schedule right now what better time to get healthy and 
maybe they can put some things together. I mean, and maybe they can prove uh, most of us wrong. Cause I think I'll be honest with you. I think most of us have kind of seen the light or seen the uh, writing on the wall this season. So, um, you know, not giving up hope, but at the same time, we got to be realistic. Yes, absolutely. And Scott Wedgwood is in fact back for the Dallas stars. Um, so Good. after, Good. Uh, after being uh, stretched off according to cat friendly, but Hey, uh, you, you get, you get a win Sunday and you'll have just two more points to, to get off this road trip to make it quote unquote successful for this. But Nick, I want to thank you once again for joining me on this edition of the lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. We are celebrating a win tonight with the Florida Panthers <laughs> on a three to two win over the Detroit Red Wings on the road and two perfect on the, on the power play perfect on the penalty kill. Couldn't ask for a better night for, for the cats. So uh, thank you once again for joining and let everybody know where they could follow you online. Uh, Armando, thank you for having me on, uh, especially on this retro Friday that we got going on here with the jerseys and everything. Uh, it's pretty awesome that that just came together like it did. Um, but if anybody's listening, you can follow me on Twitter at Prudential Zero. I'm always tweeting during games. And if I'm quiet during games, it's usually meaning that probably sitting on one side of my leg and everything and not too uh, nervous to uh, say anything. So um, looking forward to uh, speaking with you next week. Uh, hopefully we have some more positive news uh, as Florida pushes on to uh, hopefully obtain a uh, playoff spot. Yeah. Next Friday will be next uh, Thursday slash Friday night. will be uh, the game, the recapping the game against the Vegas golden Knights, a, a 10 PM puck drop there. So uh, going to be a light one next Friday. So <laughs> See you then, my friend. See you then. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL and Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Stu Roden. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listener today. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On NHL Prospects. Heidi Kalakash will be going over all the prospects from the most recent World Juniors, Junior Hockey, and players in college, and everyone who is draft eligible for the upcoming NHL entry draft. Make sure to find Locked On NHL Prospects on Odyssey, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. So Ramonda Velez with Nick Fairbanks. And you've been listening to Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.